Welcome to the Bible Live Quiz Hour. It's time to test and grow your knowledge of the Bible. The entire Bible every year. On Sunday nights at 9, join us here for the Bible Live Quiz Hour. Some people ask questions from the Bible Live leads. You call in with the correct answers and you win. It's just that simple. So get out your Bible, put on your thinking cap, and hit that speed dial. Because here's the host of The Bible Live. Your Apache Indian scout through the book of books, Soapy Dollar. Hola, amigos. <laughs> well, if I don't sound like like Soapy Dollar, there's a reason for that. I'm not him. Oh. Soapy's <laughs> away from the studio today, yes. but we do have his lovely daughter, Stacy, here yes. with us. Hi, John. John, thank you so much for that intro. <laughs> At least we're, we've still got a, an Apache Indian, so that yes, part was yes. true, just not the, not soapy. Um, well, thank you. It's uh, good to be here, John. I don't know if you knew this. I don't know if the listeners knew this, but, well, Dad's been doing this program for 20 years now, 20 years, okay. a friend of the studio of KSLR for many years, and uh, but it wasn't until, so I was about 15 years old when he first started uh, doing the Bible Live. And uh, and so I kind of come, would come, grow up and came and visited. And um, But I never was really, we used to have a show um, called Generation Extreme, Gen, Gen, X, Gen X, I think is what it was called. Okay. And uh, Jim uh, Bell, Jim, Jim Bell, Jim Bell, is that right? Was that, it sounds um, familiar. He gathered a group of teenagers across San Antonio and held, like hosted this show, and he asked me to be a part of that with Catherine Clark. Catherine, if you're listening and you remember that, <laughs> a little uh, memory lane. And so, you know, I did some things here, but it was my freshman year in uh, college. I was a student at Trinity, and I did the overnights, and I ran the board on the overnight shifts here at the station. Oh, I knew you had history yes, here, yes. Yeah, so that was about... Well, I guess 16 years ago. And your and your brother did and, some stuff here, too. Yes. And so, Sean, if you're listening, hey, Sean, uh, he tr- he had the job before I did, and he trained me in the studio to do that overnight <laughs> shift, right? Well, the very first night that I was on my own, uh, it was uh, the shift started probably about 10 o'clock or so. And so the very I, I came in, I was by myself, I was nervous and stuff. I had set up all the shows, though, to run, and I just had to do the breaks in between. Well, it came to the very first live break, and I said, hey, you're listening to AM630 in case you've you've been listening to this, and coming up next is, and I realized I hadn't actually looked to see who was coming up next, and I had no <laughs> idea, and I and I just broke down and, and started apologizing on the air. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't know who's going to... Anyway, and my brother was listening, and him and his friends, and they all were laughing at it, and, uh, and I thought this... Tonight is going to feel possibly a little bit similar to that. Um, so this is, I feel like I'm going solo tonight, Dad. <laughs> Thanks, John. <laughs> I get a little, even, I'll, I'll take any laughter. Um, but yeah, it, it is amazing, though. Uh, it's a whole new ball game when uh, you're, you're you're going alone. It's like that first time with the training wheels off. And so, anyway, listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you stay tuned in. Um, I'm going to do my best here. 
Um, we are going to talk about um, what we read last week. Yeah. Hey, before John. before before you uh, go on. Oh yeah. We always we always encourage people uh, listeners to call in, join in, uh, share share an opinion, yeah. share a thought, ask a question. And I just wanted to throw the number out two one zero. Three four zero nine five eight five. Again, the area code is two one zero three four zero ninety five eighty five. Yes. Okay. Thank you. And do call call in. Uh, I have several people who've been praying about me hosting this tonight by myself. And uh, so feel free if y'all have any questions or just comments. Um, about a couple of things. I had two events just San Antonio in San Antonio. What's coming up? Some things that I had um, been to this past week that I wanted to talk about. And then we are going to take a look at um, what we read this past week. We're in the book of Kings. We had just finished up the book of John. So, hey, John. A lot of really great um, Johns this morning at church. We sung the good old famous Amazing Grace, that beautiful hymn, and written, of course, by John Newton. Um, John just seems to be a great name for great people. And, uh, but we finished up the book of John and we're going back now to the old Testament and started, we read, read, um, first Kings, um, three, actually, well, yeah, first Kings chapter three, verse through 18. And so that's what we're going to try and cover. And, um, anyways, before that, I did want to talk about a couple things coming up. So Thursday, not uh, not this Thursday, but the next Thursday, which is the first Thursday of May, so Thursday, May 6th, we, so we are going to be um, observing the National Day of Prayer. And so here in San Antonio, this will be our 35th consecutive year where we will have a official city proclamation from the mayor um, calling on all San Antonians to pray for our city, pray for our country. Um, which I, I think is really precious. And I think it's a neat thing actually to be, uh, um, to be asked to pray for our country and to have done it so faithfully for so many years, even since our inception. I mean, uh, one of the first calls to prayer was because that first Continental Congress was having a very hard time coming to terms and putting together the documents that would be our founding documents. And because they were sort of at an impasse and they weren't making any headway and they had been at it for a while, they actually decided we need to take a break. We need to have a day of prayer. And so they took a break. They had their day of praying, fasting, and then they came back from that. And that's when we actually had our, our, that's when they drew it up. That's when we got it. And so, and that wasn't an official day at that point, but um, once once we were established, kind of similar to Thanksgiving, uh, you know, how they established Thanksgiving as a day to say thanks, thank you to God, to the creator for getting us this far. And and that's kind of each year at some time they would have a call to prayer. Well, it was, let's see, in 1952 that that became um, an official, it was Truman um, that had a, an official National Day of Prayer. And then in 1988, that National Day of Prayer became an actual specific day, which was the first Thursday in May. And that was so that people could actually uh, coordinate and organize around it. 
and gather and have some some real celebration and times of prayer. So anyway, we, uh, so we've been doing that from the beginning. And here in San Antonio, we've been doing that for 35 years. And guess who was the very first coordinator of the National Day of Prayer? Hmm, I wonder. <laughs> it wasn't me. I was, uh, let's see, I was two years old. So... Uh, I was two years old when my father, when Soapy Dollar, um, asked Mayor Henry Cisneros if we could have a San Antonio observance. And this was before uh, it, before Reagan. This was in 1986, before Reagan had even initiated the first Thursday as being the, the first National Day of Prayer. So, uh, yes, so in the Tower of Americas back in 1986, about 150 pastors and city leaders gathered around. And, uh, and dad, I still have a, we have a picture of him. He is at the, uh, you know, at a, what is the hostesses, uh, the hostesses podium at, at a restaurant. You walk into a restaurant. There's oh, the, the host stand? Yes, the hostess stand. And, uh, at the Tower of America, they have a little mic, a microphone attached to it. And there's a picture and it says, please be seated. And it's dad standing at the hostess stand but with that microphone and they're all bowing and praying <laughs> over San Antonio. Cute. And it's, it is, it's just so, so neat. And you see uh, that first city proclamation has after their time of prayer, they had all of the, everybody who was in attendance sign the proclamation. And we still have that today. And it's, you know, there's a lot of, um, a lot of names, you know, that we still wow, recognize nice. today that are here. Yes. And still faithfully praying for the for the city and coming together. And, you know, this was before. This was at a time when Max Lucado was in San Antonio, but uh, he was not yet the head pastor of Oak Hills. He And he had only written one book <laughs> at that time. He has since then written about 100, I believe. And, <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and, of course, he's now the pastor of uh, Oak Hills. But. It does. Uh, I actually wrote a, um, I wrote an article for the Beacon, and it's going to come out tomorrow. That just shows the timeline of the National Day of Prayer and sort of how San Antonio history and has um, has tracked with with the days the Day of Prayer. The Pope came in 1987. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, I remember that. Uh, yeah, and then Billy Graham came in 1997, and uh, and then since then, I mean, in terms of a city, I can't think of it. Of a, I mean, San Antonio has. I think it's 1,200 churches are in San Antonio, and I was um, and and healthy, good, vibrant churches that yes. don't just pray during on one day. They really, we are a praying city, and in terms of putting that into action, I mean, just the the we have so many wonderful nonprofits and ministries that feed the hungry, that house the orphans, that. Yeah, a lot of a lot of churches, of course, obviously Sundays, but some of them have some congregational thing on a Wednesday, let's that's say. Right. And and for a lot of people, that's what they see. That's the face of it. But there's so much more that that these churches do. They really they do, and it and I and I, you know, so sometimes I think it's sweet to pause and to recognize that you know we we pray every year over San Antonio and we know that he is the god that hears and sees and he is faithful throughout generations and these things and how he has preserved us i think in a lot of ways as a city um we can be grateful and i think um okay 
um, be grateful and, and and recognize that, hey, he, he is answering our, our prayers. He is there. So anyways, come to that. It's Thursday, May 6th at noon, downtown Main Plaza. And there will be some pre-service music at 1130, a time of just worship and prayer. And it's outside at Main Plaza. So we think it, you know, just... I think it'll be a really sweet time where we get to actually be together um, as a city and as a as a church. So come on out to that. Franklin, good old Franklin, thank you so much for calling in. You're on the line. This is before even questions are put out there. I think I, um, John, I can't hear in my headphones, but I don't know if I'm on. I might have been cut off. <laughs> Franklin, if you're there and can hear me, I, I can't hear quite yet. Hold on one moment. Are you there, Franklin? John? Or, or, can you hear me? I could probably start. I can, um, our, wor- our worship segment for this past week was Psalm 68. I can't hear myself, but if you can hear me, I can maybe read Psalm 68. Some time. Thank you, Franklin. Holding on. I still cannot hear. Hey, there we go. I can hear myself. I guess I'll keep uh, talking. I don't want it to be. You're, you are okay. That's uh, okay. There he is. Hey, I <laughs> Am I there? You're there. Worth the wait. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, you poor people. <laughs> well, know. God bless you. Thank you. We're yes, talking yes, along. Oh. How are you? I, I wanted to say, I said, well, I'm, I'm doing tolerably well. I can't complain. <laughs> I'm walking on top and not looking up at roots, yeah. so that's good. Yeah. How is your dad? Is Aww. he okay? I said Thanks. a prayer for him when I found he wasn't there. Oh, thank you uh, so much, Franklin. Nothing yeah. against you, but. I but, know. But I miss him too. Very dear to me. He's dear to me hey, too. Is he all right? you, thank you is for he calling. Sick? Thank you for calling and asking. Yeah, he is all right. He did. He had a medical emergency late last oh. night, but he's going to be just. Oh, his I know. And and he's listening well, tonight. He called me actually on the way here, and he wishes so badly he could be here. We were all joking because well, despite everything take- happening, we knew he would want to be here. <laughs> But, of course, but he has to. He has to take care of his health. Yes. And he has to. Take, yeah. Oh, are you still there? Take care of things okay. for him tonight. Yeah. Thank Hard. you, Franklin. You cut okay. out a little bit there, so well, I God didn't. bless you. Yes, thank you, Franklin. He's listening, so I he heard he's okay. hearing you call, and I'm going to tell him as well. well God bless you, Sophie Dollar. <laughs> Amen. You're one in a million, man. Oh, he and is. And I will be praying for you. With all my strength. God bless you all. Thank you so much, Franklin. Good night. Oh, that's special. Dad, we love you. It's true. You are one in a million. Very special. Um, And just in terms of the National Day of Prayer and the legacy, I mean, he has definitely, with this program, 20 years of faithfully just reading the word over the airwaves, and then 35 years of uh, this National Day of Prayer here for the city and 
We have 35 city proclamations from the mayor throughout the years. And um, we are, of course, to God be the glory, truly. Um, I, if you go to ndpsanantonio.org, there's a lot more information about the National Day of Prayer. And on the prayer resources page, I actually I put up um, a video. It's a, um, a dad telling the story of him praying almost uh, for 30 years, for a lifetime, all my, for Mongolia. And it's the story of um, of Mongolia having been opened up to receive um, the gospel, really, in the 90s, and of dad getting to go and share with the Mongolian people. And it's just a sweet, oh, it's a great testimony, and it's really encouraging. So if you get a chance, go to that and watch that, and it's, uh, it'll It'll endear, it'll encourage you that, you know, prayer, he, he hears us, he sees us. And that's the confidence that we can have when we do pray, uh, that we can know that whatever happens is a direct response to, to us. And, and that when we are seeking him and desiring his will, he can know, be confident that he is bringing about a good and a, a good purpose, a good end. And so, there is that uh, speaking, too, of prayer. And real quickly, this last week, I did have a chance to go and visit with the South Texas Alliance for Orphans. They just do an incredible ministry. They brought together um, pastors to talk about the um, situation here in the city and with the number of children that are in need of foster homes. I think at the time, this was on Thursday, last Thursday, there are 834 children um, in need of a bed to sleep. And that was, she said, these are, these are real children. These are, each number is a child and in need of, of a bed and of a home to just be able to sleep um, right now, just between COVID and then what's happening at the border. Uh, they really do in, need the churches to step up. And I'm sure you've, you might've already heard about this as well on KSLR and in other um, and other shows and whatnot. But I just wanted to say that, I mean, dad is an orphan. Dad did not have a home. It was a fortune teller who took him in on the streets of New Mexico and took care of him the best that she could, gave him a bed always. She passed him around to quite a few families in the, in the time, but she always made sure he had a, a bed to sleep on a roof and some food. And, um, and eventually he ended up at Cal Farley's boys ranch, uh, but those that that's 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 what we that's what we do um, as a church. That's what God has called us to do. And if that's on your heart, if there's any way, and they were saying, you know, in, in terms of the need, nobody feels like they're ready or that they're able. <laughs> uh, you don't necessarily feel like that. And that's what that step of faith is. And whatever capacity that you feel God has maybe called or nudged you to to do, there's many ways to help where it might not necessarily be. Um, fostering a child, but ways that you can help families that are fostering or enable another family to be able to foster. So anyway, that's Alliance um, for Orphans, Alliance, the number four orphans.org for more information there. All righty. So I think that's all that I wanted to talk about. Are we, are we through 30 minutes yet? <laughs> Did I talk long enough? You've got, you've got about five or six minutes. All right. Well, um, we are, uh, we wrapped up the book of John. Um, I guess, uh, last week, yeah, I was kind of sad when we finished John just because, uh, he is my favorite writer. He, he's beloved by Jesus, I guess, for a reason. Um, I think he's just such a beautiful writer. I, 
Um, I love, and I guess the things, the takeaways for me, you know, there are the synoptic gospels, which are the Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and they're similar in their writing style. They're similar in uh, the dates and such. Uh, John, it took a little bit of a different turn. He's certainly still as accurate and uh, and as descriptive as the, of the life of Jesus, um, but more of a meta, uh, you know, you know, for instance, the I am's came from the book of John. So the seven I am's of who he is, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the vine. He's the resurrection and the life, the good shepherd, the door, the light, the bread of life. And these are Jesus describing himself, but John really picks up on those and demonstrates these and puts these in, in the writings. And, um, and I, and, and then I love that we go from that and from the book of John where he is, he is the Messiah. He is the King. He is the, I am the great. I am right. The seven. I, he is every, I am of when it comes to our needs and who we have the, the, the hole in our heart, Jesus fills all of those, right? He is the perfect. And then you go back and we go into the book of, we go to Kings and it's, it's all of these Kings. It's the height actually. I mean, it's Solomon. It's the height of the Israel nation. I mean, when it comes to the nation building and the nation, it is about a, Solomon inherits the a United, tri, the United tribes. He inherits these 12 United tribes um, and kind of at the height of Israel, uh, kingship and, and then yet, and, and yet look how it goes. And it, I feel like it's the, it's the Kings, the, I want to bees. <laughs> if Jesus is the, I am, these are the Kings and these are the times of the, I want to bees. Um, and you do, you get that sense from, from Solomon, you know, he, when he's asked, you know, what would you like? What do you, he asks for wisdom, which is a noble, wonderful thing. It's um, by that wisdom, he builds this incredible temple. He, um, in many ways, it's kind of set up and you almost picture this re, this new garden, right? It's, it's very Garden of Eden-like. And yet he forgot, you know, what did he, he forgot that Deuteronomy 17, he forgot the laws that God had established. And he began to, I mean, in, t- in terms of, marriage i mean solomon uh just would marry wife you know wives after wife and from other countries so at the time you know to establish political alliances you would intermarry these other countries daughters and uh whatnot to to form these alliances and solomon was infamous or famous or infamous i don't know how, how you see it but for his wives and that began when, when he would marry or intermarry, then he would begin to bring in those cultures, those other gods, and he would begin to worship. Uh, and as a nation, they would, they, they lost their, their, uh, their allegiance and their worship of, of the true and living God. And, um, and then became from there, uh, the other, the kind of the downfall of Israel and what started the, the division um, and then, and Solomon was the last. So, so we had Saul who, uh, he never really could quite unite. I mean, he was the anointed King, but he never really could unite the tribes in the way that David did. Right. So then David comes and they really do unite under him. And then Solomon inherits that. And then by the time Solomon dies 
and uh, let's see, it is Rehoboam. Uh, by the time Rehoboam comes, their divisions are just too much to overcome. And by so it only lasts three generations of a of of, of Israel really as a nation. Uh, so about 120 years, and then by the time Rehoboam comes, the north they, the north secedes. Um, from the union, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it is an interesting thing. You know, we, we talk about nations. We talk about, you know, in a, in a way currently, you know, we've inherited a pretty amazing country and we've been united for a good little chunk of time. And uh, you kind of can't, you can't help but read about this nation building and what God is doing through this people group. And think about your own country, right? And think about your own nation and what he might be doing and where our, um, what, how, how our allegiances are. And we're coming up to a break. And so uh, I don't want to, maybe we'll come back to this. Uh, don't want to get too much in the weeds of, about, um, right? For, we don't want to get too much in the weeds when it comes to, um, you know, politics and whatnot. But in many ways, that is the book of Kings. We do see um, how leadership matters and uh, and how God's laws established within that do, does, ha- you know, it matters and it has consequences, good and, and bad. Um, so we'll talk about that. We've got about one minute here before the break. Um, and so I'll, I'll, I'll tease a little bit more that, you know what I'm going to do, actually, I do want to throw out a couple questions. Um, one, if you do want to call in, phone number is 210-340-9585, 210-340-9585. What is that famous example of Solomon's wisdom? This one's an easy one. I think this is probably one of the most famous stories when it comes to Solomon, but it's in First Kings chapter 3, verse 25, if you didn't know with the actual um, the verse. And if you don't know it, look it up, read it. It is, it is pretty amazing. Um, well, what is that famous story? And then what two great mistakes did Solomon make during his 40-year reign? These mistakes led Israel to disaster and to division. Two uh, mistakes. I've already actually said one. Um, and then the other is, is, is very interesting. Oh, there's that John Newton. Well, oh. Oh, John, you always choose the, the best. Just music. for you. Thank you. <laughs> well, we'll go out with this music to our first break. You are listening to the Bible Live. I'm guest host, guest uh, hosting tonight. This is Stacy Dollar. Um, stay with us. Come back, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the Book of Kings. but now I see. Was grace that taught my heart to fear. You're listening to the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar.
What did tonight's Bible Live reading mean to you? Call Soapy now, 877-87-BIBLE. That's the Bible Live line. Eight. And welcome back to the Bible Live. I am John Harrison sitting here, not really filling in for Soapy, just taking his seat tonight, keeping it warm for him when he returns next week. But we do have his daughter, Stacy here. Wonderful, wonderful uh, speaker as well. And and, uh, you get to hear her each and every week. And we get to hear a little bit more of her right now. (laughs) That's right. For better, for worse. But thank you. Thank you, John. Oh, definitely for better. Definitely for better. Well, I always thank you. I if I had it my way, I probably would just listen to your intro and outro music every uh, the whole show. Thank you. <laughs> he does such a good job of choosing the songs, and the Bible really is the best the best book. Um, you know, a lot of times uh, there are so many distractions now. You know, nowadays we've got so much just thrown at us, and um, but maybe in this past year, this season, it has. We've had a little less interaction, and um, but we have our we have our books, right? We love right. to be able to pull down a book and to, and then of all of those amazing, wonderful stories and books, though, we get to pull down this one, which it's sixty six books, a unified wow. story though of the redemption and of God calling out of people um, throughout time and history. And in all sorts of genres, from poetry to prophecy to uh, apocalyptic, to um, but all telling of Jesus and pointing to this uh, redemptive plan. And it's really, it's just, it, it never gets old. Um, so that's what we're here tonight uh, to talk about is God's Word. We're in the book of First Kings. Um, this week we read First Kings chapter three through eighteen, and so we're going to attempt to. Dad, Dad does a much better job of this. Um, he's done this for twenty years. He's recapped the Book of Kings, um, so I'm going to do my best. Uh, if you want to call in, if you have any questions, if you, I asked two questions before the break. If you wanted to answer those, and um, we'll send you a Bible there. Uh, really nice New Living Translation Bible. And if you call in with the answers to those, 210-340-9585. I would welcome hearing your voice. Um, and that would be great. The, the questions that I had asked before the book, uh, before the break were, the what is that famous example of Solomon's wisdom? Uh, two women went to court for custody. Actually, I probably shouldn't read that. Well, the, the scenario is that two women went to court for custody of a baby that they both claimed was theirs. And so how did Solomon decide which of the two women was the true mother of the child? Hopefully that doesn't give too much away, but um, it's it's the famous story. So First Kings chapter 3, verse 25 is where that's found. 
if you want to call in and talk about that or say the answer, love it. Uh, second question was, what two great mistakes did Solomon make during his 40-year reign? Uh, and these mistakes led Israel to disaster and to division. I had hinted at one of those already. Uh, and then the other one is pretty in terms of a nation and its rulers and its people. This is about as uh, where the rubber meets the road as it gets. It's about as brass, brass. There, there's my hint. Brass. What's that second that phrase? Right. That's what this is about. Do you know that saying, John? Let's get down to the brass. Ah. <laughs> so there's my hint. So brass uh, knuckles is not the right. No, no, not that. But um, and and still today, I mean, hey, it's how this, how was this country formed, right? And uh, when it comes to what divided Israel during this time, so when Rehoboam took inherited the kingdom from Solomon, when Solomon died, Rehoboam. And uh, it was already a tense time. There were already divisions and some infighting that had happened because Solomon was a di- had a, you know, he a divided heart leads to a divided kingdom. Solomon's heart was divided. I think he probably had a vestige still of love and a faithfulness to the living God to and to honoring the Deuteronomy 17, the covenant. Um, but he also had multiple, multiple wives who brought in uh, different allegiances and worshipped different gods of other nations. And Solomon's allegiance was divided. And so the country ended up dividing. And the real, uh, you know, the issue came down to um, to this other, to the answer to the question. So anyway, if you have any thoughts or Answers to that two one zero three four zero nine five eight five. Okay, so we'll get into First Kings, and so this was probably written. Um, they think I believe uh, by my Jeremiah, and this would have been after the fact. Uh, and so Jeremiah's hindsight, going and chronicling the history, and then up until the kingdom. Um, does does actually fall so then the northern kingdom breaks away uh well first let's see first we'll just talk about um about i guess solomon so solomon is the son of david and bathsheba and so he inherits uh when israel a united israel when david has died let's see the 12 tribes um at this point Let's see, there's still the different capital and kind of the different regions of the tribes, but they have they have united under him a big part of that. And these were really the glory years of the United Kingdom of, of the United Kingdom of Israel uh, in terms of what they were hoping sort of would come about from this covenant. This is about as good of a picture as they probably would have expected it to be. And uh, so it's it's probably pretty, you know, devastating when it starts to crumble and to fall apart. Um, they, uh, well, and once they, once it does fall apart, and I think this is what was fascinating to me. It just shows how, you know, there was forty years, I guess, with with Saul, forty years under David, and then forty years with Solomon, and then so it's only about a hundred and twenty years that Israel is. 
a, a real nation group and people in terms of a nation of, of God. Um, and then, and then they are, they are spread out. I mean, they are by war, by, um, just, this is the time of the Assyrians, the Hittites, they were surrounded by enemies and, uh, of Babylon later on. And they take Israel into to captive. They, uh, demo- I mean, the, the tribes of the North are pretty much destroyed and scattered and so when it comes to uh, we're God's people, that actually people, they were already beginning to be spread out all across that area, that the region, all across the world, really, of that time. And so when you do, and I'm, I'm kind of cutting a little bit, and I'm gonna, but when you do then go into the Roman time, by the time the Roman Empire comes around, the Israel nation, the people of God, the people of Israel were all over. And so, uh, and that's what made it also a really ripe time for Jesus and the Messiah to come because there were synagogues, there were people of God all over. And so those, and as dad has recapped in other um, episodes and other programs, uh, there were, the, the, it was ripe. I mean, the seeds the seed, the, the soil, I guess, was ripe for, for the gospel. And so at that point, Paul would, you know, go and he could just go to the synagogue and say, hey, our Messiah has come and uh, he has and his name is Jesus. And, and so the, and that's another way that Christianity just exploded uh, at the time was because they were already the people of God, Israel, all over the land. And um, and so I just think that that's a, an important thing, even at, at that time. Um, the Israel, as far as a nation, was not a geographical location. It was always the people of God. And just because they were scattered and, you know, just destroyed, I mean, it's devastating and it's heartbreaking. And we, we don't like to see that. I mean, I think God is a God of order and he desires uh, a people and a calling out. And I, that's what we're working to. We long for for heaven, right? And that kingdom, heaven experience, that kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. And so while he is a God of kingdom and of order, uh, it was never about the geographical. And he didn't turn his back on necessarily those that uh, were broken away. Like, um, and I just, uh, I guess, for example, so, uh, you know, with, with uh, Jonah, it was actually, okay, it was actually, uh, you know, Jonah had gone to Nineveh and it was Nineveh who ended up, uh, the ca- Nineveh is the capital of Babylon and at the time, um, and destroyed the northern tribes. And so initially and, dis- and scattered them. And it is an interesting, you know, that, that God actually did choose and had Jonah go and preach um, to Nineveh and stayed his hand. He did not destroy Nineveh. And Nineveh ended up being the very people that took uh, out the northern tribes. And so even in the middle, when you see pain and destruction, and it's hard to understand somehow in some way, God is working. He's moving. He is. And those that remain faithful to him, you see those people, you know, at the very end of Kings and of the reading that we came to, we are introduced to Elijah and then to Elisha. And in the middle of 
some of the most evil uh, leaders of Israel is Ahab and Jezebel. You see, you see faithfulness and you see Elijah. And that's how God works today as well. And uh, we do have a caller. I'm so glad, David. <laughs> Thank you. I feel like I've really gone <laughs> off track right now. So, David, are you, are you calling to answer one of the questions or have a question? No, I'm going to probably throw you off more track. Um, oh, no. That's I okay. Call, <laughs> I've, I think I've called you a show before. but okay. uh, and when I, I'm, I mean, I'm glad I found this show because I can actually talk to somebody who knows the word Aww. and uh and every time i guess i have a question i'll kind of be calling even though it's not show kind of related to what y'all are actually okay. talking about yeah. <laughs> okay. but um my question is um i mean i i do believe in god and mm-hmm. but like sometimes like um like this my this friend of mine got sick and we prayed for him and mm-hmm. Nothing happened, and you know we like really prayed, and nothing happened. And sometimes I pray, and sometimes I feel like praying to a wall. You know, I don't really feel like mm-hmm. <laughs> anything or anybody's kind of listening. Mm-hmm. But is it? I mean, I do believe though. But is it okay to sometimes like uh, um, like? <laughs> There, yes, that's yeah. it. Like, uh, like, <laughs> especially when you pray for something and it doesn't happen, or yeah. you know, just things don't mm-hmm. go the way you're wanting it to. And mm-hmm. some, like I said, some, some, like when I pray, sometimes I don't feel like uh, <laughs> anybody's listening. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I have been there myself for sure, and. uh and it is it is hard. I mean, even throughout Scripture, when you read, uh, I mean, there there many times I hear me, Lord, call. I I I'm here. I search my heart, Lord. Be here. You hear the 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 angst and the desire. I mean, David and the Psalms. I think are you know you hear that from him a lot. And uh, and and me too. It is and it's certainly okay it's not only okay it's understandable i mean it and i think that that's as far as well one you know as far as one i think that in terms of the program and of of the scriptures and of the bible uh i think that's one of the sweetest reassurances of it as there is i mean throughout the scriptures you read that and you know where are you lord where are you god i mean and and then the claim is that he does he heard our cry he hears that he's listening and he sent, he not only hears us but he actually came to us and that is the gospel the good news is that he hears you david he hears you and sometimes it you know, he's working out a plan he's not only working in your life he's working in all of the lives around us and he is you know, he's, it's like, um, you know, giving, well, you might, you probably never experienced this, but giving birth, right? <laughs> and for nine months, that's building up in your, in your body, right? For, for nine months, for, it seems like a lifetime, you know, things are coming into place. You're growing. Things actually are somewhat painful. Things begin to get more painful. And then eventually, you know, it gives birth to something and, 
And it's kind of that same, you know, he's all of those conversations, all of that wrestling with God, all of that asking, he's working, he's moving, he's preparing your heart, he's preparing. And it's just trusting that, that in these little ways, even this phone call, like maybe, maybe the God, the God of the universe might actually care about you and me right now. And, and he's using this show, this time, all of the circumstances that led to this to show and to reveal his, his presence in our lives and his love for you, his love for me. And somehow, you know, we might not necessarily see it, see it right now, you know, see the fulfillment and the fruition of it right now, (laughs) but someday we'll be able to look back and say, that was your hand. I see it. And I think that's the call to faithfulness is to trust that he is and that he is there. Um, I don't know if that helps answer at all. I, you know, I no, well, that was good because I'm gonna, uh, as long as like you have, like you yourself, because I know you're big in the word, like I know I will have, if you have felt it too, then I don't, oh, yes. <laughs> I don't feel as you're not like, alone. alone, not at all. And yeah. that is the beauty of the church and of God. And that's what he encouraged us to do was to, to get engaged, to love one another you know, to love him and to love one another, to encourage one another. Um, he is, he is coming back. He is coming back. His kingdom will, he is going to make those pains and the struggles that we've endured, even at the times when he said maybe a, a no, when we really wanted, yes, he will read, he will redeem <clears throat> it. Um, and he's never, you know, he can't, he's, we're never, we're never going to experience something that he has not himself come down and also borne the weight of. So even if we, even if it's, if it's hard at the very least, we can know he's with us through that and has experienced it as well. <clears throat> David, I think yeah, we're like, coming to a break. Are we coming up to a break, oh, John? Okay. <laughs> oh, we've got, oh, no, we're good, David. We're good. We've got five more minutes. So go ahead. Oh, okay. Good. Well, I mean, it's like, um, I was just hearing this cause like my father had been diagnosed with Alzheimer's mm. and um, it's not getting better I mean I mean I don't I, I mean I guess there is miracles but mm. I've been hoping for a miracle but uh, yeah. I mean of course our family prays and stuff but mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's you know it's uh, yeah does he is nothing's he a, happening yeah and is, is he a, how is his faith is he a believer that you know of and he yes, yeah. but of course now he's. I mean, I don't know if you ever experienced mm-hmm. a family member with Alzheimer's, but mm-hmm. it's it's almost like you're gonna lose him twice, oh, and you're losing him mentally, and then yeah. yes, at death. My but, gra- yeah, my grandmother I mean, a little a little bit, and it is it's and it's what's really hard is to. Um, I mean, as a, as a parent, you know, I experienced a little bit with a grandmother, um, but for a parent, I think that's a whole other, and it, I, it's, it's devastating. I, I know. And I mean, I, I can imagine and, you know, dad's health, he's, he's getting up there, soapy dollar (laughs) and he's doing okay, but we're all gonna, we're all gonna come to that stage at, at some point. And I love, you know, we read the book of John and he is the the door and he turns you know even those those 
that death I dad always also says, you know, God, there's a special place, I think, in God's heart for those that mentally have have lost some of those mental capacities. We are as hard as it is to understand, we are not our brain. We are not the sum of just our memories. We are far more than that. Our memories are a part of us. Um, sure on this world and this, the earth, but, um, and you know, as hard as that is, you know, your dad's going to be coming more and more into who he is in full glory to that full glory. And Jesus redeemed, um, that it's not a, it's not a door, you know, and it's it's a door into a new into a, a new life, a full life, <laughs> and it feels yeah. like such a loss. And I never want to downplay that. I know it's devastating. Yeah, because I mean, I I mean, I'm just I guess feeling more lately because I want a miracle and uh, yeah. And then we can pray <laughs> for that. I absolutely, and we do happen. pray for that. We do, and it can. Lord, well, we'll ask it right here. That's what he he asks. We come to him with those. And we can know for certainty that he is, he is with us in it and he is going to answer. And we can ask for that prayer, that, that miracle Lord, touch David's father's mind and heal, heal him, restore him, give him 15 more years like the, uh, the Hezekiah, um, who was faithful and asked for that. And we, we do, we ask that for that Lord. We trust you though. We love you. And there's a song, um, David by mercy me called even if. And I don't know, that comes to mind, um, tonight and it's, it's a hard song and, uh, but it's, it's a, it's a sweet one. I pray that for your heart tonight is that, that even if, and that, um, you know, that you would know the God that comforts us and that, and that is powerful. He can do it. And we can know that, um, we can, we can know that, um, Right, no, well, I'm going to Spotify that song and I'll hear it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I, I mean, I know like people doubt and, you know, it's just, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I just wonder what, I mean, like you have just said, you have previously doubted and I guess sure. it's kind of normal, I guess. I don't know. It is. It is. I mean, it, it is for sure. John, how are we on time before? The, okay, we've got about one minute before the the music's going to start. But um, it is. It's uh, it's it's normal, and it's um, in terms of the you know, I think that that's the time when we really do really dig in, you know, and uh, even when we don't, that's when we can really cling to the promises of God. Um, I always love in Pilgrim's Progress, uh, it's that John Bunyan, I think it was written in the 1600s, but he ends up in the, they're on their pilgrimage, you know, through this world heading towards the celestial city and they end up in the dungeons of Doubting Castle, right? And it's, uh, and they are in Doubting Castle tries to get them to kill themselves and to, to, because there's just no way out. He tries to convince them that, they they're gonna die and that there's no and uh yeah and christian the way out of doubting castle is to remember that he has the key of promise which opens any door and it's a real and and that's when we so to get you know out of doubting castle is to review go back through scripture and read the promises of god the covenant of god that he will redeem that he and um, and let that slowly 
feed your heart, feed your mind, um, and you know, lift, lift you, get you out of that, um, and on and back on the road. I know it's hard though, David. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I hope that no, helps I in some way. Um, All right. No, I'm glad. All right. Well, have a good night. We'll keep Thank your dad you in prayer. Much. Keep us posted. Call anytime. Okay, I will. All righty. Have a good night. The Lord will smile upon you. You know he loves you. Yes, he does. He really loves you. Yes, he does. Oh, yes, he does. I'm sorry. I'm just shaking my head to this. I love Ricky Nelson. If you believe it. Welcome back to the Bible Live. I'm John Harrison. Keeping Soapy's uh, chair warm for him till he re- makes his triumphant return. <laughs> yeah, I was the whole time David was talking. I had a song mm. going through my head because he said something about sometimes your prayers aren't answered, and it reminded me of that Garth Brooks song, "The Unanswered Prayers." Oh, God's great. Yeah, yeah. When he says, when he says, uh, "That's right." Yeah, yeah you know, just because he, just because he doesn't answer doesn't mean he doesn't, doesn't. care. Yeah. And, and and we know that you know whether we don't get the answer we're looking for or we feel like we're not being answered at all that mm-hmm. that we're part of God. God has a plan for us. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. And, uh, and even, even this, you know, David, your call is just in this break. John and I had a moment to talk and, you know, he was telling some of his experiences and his story with yeah my, my, my mother's mother. So my grandmother mm-hmm. had, had Alzheimer's. This mm-hmm. is going back to like, very early 1990s up to the early 2000s, mm-hmm. 2001 when she passed away. Mm-hmm. And how, you know, David, I just, the, uh, that we get to talk about it and share mm-hmm. with one another and, and learn kind of and, and discuss and, and the knee, I've never really had a, a my grandmother, but I didn't experience it. Yeah, that's Knock right. on wood. Yeah. But you're, st- you know, hearing your heart and your stories, that's encouraging to me. And we just never quite know how God is working, not only in your life, but David, you know, your call, you know, that was an, that could, that's an answer to prayer to somebody listening or an answer right, to right. prayer to me, having been able to know of you who's going through that. And, um, so I hope that, that, yeah, can just remember that, that you're not, you're not alone, that, that yeah. other, other people have gone through this or are currently going through this mm-hmm. and, and uh, can can understand the situation that you're in. Yeah. Oh, thanks, John, yeah. for that. That's that's neat. And the number. Oh, the number, yes. Yeah. If anybody, uh, feel free to call him. We still had those two questions. We're in the Book of Kings right now. Uh, last week we ended uh, the Book of John. So we went from the New Testament, John, back to the Old Testament and Kings. Um, feel free to call in. It's two one zero. Wait, you want more from John? <laughs> more from oh, John. Oh, not me. Always not more. Me. <laughs> not this. Not you, John. Two one zero three four zero nine five eight five. So two one zero three four zero nine five eight five. And um, so my dad's not here in the studio today, but he is listening. He sure loves you, listeners, and sure loves. The scripture, God's word, and he was listening, um, David, again, with your phone call, and Dad texted me <laughs> um, from that. So I'm going to read Dad's text because she's got so much wisdom here, and he says, you know, we're given the privilege of asking God what we will or what we desire, and we can know that he hears us and he does care. He hears us and he cares. We can know that. That's in his word. That's a promise. 
And it makes sense. <laughs> um, the key is getting to know God, his ways and his revealed purposes and pray according to his will, what he is doing. So our prayer experiences are part of that learning process of that learning of who God is and what he's doing and how he's working in the world. Um, and so he gives the example. So my son, his grandson, Will, his, his name is Will, has learned by trial and error who to ask in the family for what. And so, you know, if he wants food, he asks me. If he wants toys, he asks grandpa. <laughs> if he wants to play, he asks, you know, his dad or his uncles. Um, and he kind of has gotten to learn uh, what his relationship is with each person and and what people uh, are willing and capable of, you know, and he, and he asks according to his experience with that person and learning about those experiences. And that's a little bit of, um, you know, of how it is with the Lord. The more we pray, the more we learn his ways and the more he reveals his workings and the more in accordance we can be with his will. Um, and so we are, you know, in a, in a, in a dance, we are, we are going through this life together. We are indwelled by the spirit and we are praying and in, in accordance, um, with his will at one time, I'll tell another quick story, I guess, about prayer. My son asked me, um, uh, he said, I just, I just want what I want. <laughs> I, I think that's what he says. I just want, and I said, well, you can always, um, you can always get what you want as long as what you want is exactly what I say is, is okay. <laughs> and so if you genuinely will, if you genuinely want what I want for you, then you will always get exactly what you want. And, um, but what that does, you know, would take, of course, is will really coming and in, uh, in, in accordance and seeing the world through the lens of, of, of me who loves him dearly. I would never want anything. I do not. I want him to grow and to be strong and mature. And um, what is it? Um, uh, to grow in uh, favor with God and man, to grow in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. I want him to grow in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. And, uh, and you know, that is God's will for us. And the specifics get worked out. Um, but anyway, I, I guess the encouragement there is that your prayer is never going to uh, um, take you away from him. Um, the impulse to continue and faithfully go to the foot of the cross, to go to him is, um, is, is you being in a good, in a good, safe, good place. And sometimes I always imagine, well, what's the alternative in a way, you know, it's the alternative. Um, and, and, and in that sense, it does kind of help to, um, uh, to sometimes take a step back and say, well, if I wasn't here at the foot of the cross, if I wasn't here with you, Lord, praying and talking and reading your word and fellowshipping with believers and where, where would I be? What, what else does anything, what does anything else have you know to offer me really? And so, um, that just kind of wraps up, I guess, a little bit on, on prayer, but we hope, I hope that encourages you, you said with, of course, much love and admiration and certainly humility, um, because I know in the middle of trying times, it's it's a lot easier you know to to talk or to say things. <laughs> and it, it is of course it's a difficult thing to go through, and but you're not alone. 
Uh, all right. So we are, um, again, so we are in the book of Kings. If you have not had a chance, we're, you're listening to the Bible live. Um, next week, we'll have Soapy Dollar back with us. He has been doing this. He has gone through the book of Kings and the entire Bible 20 years straight. And he has got all of those dates memorized. He will not say a wrong city. I think I earlier accidentally said uh, Nineveh's capital of Babylon. I meant Syria. I mean, Assyria. Yeah. Um, but he'll be back and we can really dive into, uh, kind of take you through chronologically Kings. And I might give it one more shot here in this last segment, but I really just wanted to, uh, emphasize the weekday, um, podcast. And so we are reading and asking questions or not really, we are recapping and asking questions from first Kings right now, but that's because this whole past week on uh, the Bible you uh, can go to the podcast and listen every day to a 15, 20 minute reading of scripture. And if you have not done that, um, it's no problem. Of course, you can still call, um, listen in to the Sunday program, but that weekday segment is really good. Um, dad does, he just, he did a great job. Um, he gets right into the reading. It's a really great reading, um, but he also takes it in and takes it out on um, an intro with just great, um, quick chunks of wisdom. Um, he recaps it really well. And then he talks about just the Bible at large. It's really encouraging. So I would uh, encourage you to do that. So go to the Bible live.com, go down to the podcast and you can listen through and you can kind of, if you, you know, if you missed a day, you can just binge listen and listen to the whole week back to back. And um, sometimes I do that every now and then I confess. Um, but that's a, a great way to learn not only about scripture, um, but also how it interacts with our everyday, uh, with our day-to-day just life. And also in the politics, um, not necessarily the politics as in, you know, Democrat, Republican, but just the the working out of God's laws, um, of general revelation, of natural law, and how that plays into how we interact with one another um, when it comes to uh, marriages and to what marriage is, when it comes to family units, when it comes to finances, when it comes to uh, traffic and infrastructure, you know, all of these things play a part in uh, not only their decisions, right? They're the decisions that people have to make and decisions are God's business. I mean, that's, he's in the business of choices and of decisions. And, uh, we just talked about praying. Praying is a part that, you know, it's typically we want something to happen. We want to have a say in the great big decisions and the choices, right? Playing out. Well, that is, uh, if that is not, you know, human, if that is not a part of the, then I don't, I don't know what is. And, uh, and so it's really interesting to read God's word, to read the Kings, especially, um, while living that out as a country, even, um, in fact, in many ways, I would say the reign of Solomon and what he inherits from David is, you know, back to what we said at the very first segment, similar to where we are as a nation today. It was sort of the, well, <laughs> maybe as a nation 20 years ago, actually, it was sort of the golden years of, um, of a united Israel. Um, and 
you know, so we can certainly learn lessons uh, from from them and from what happened there and apply that um, today. So, uh, which is which is certainly you know interesting. This last election, of course, there's a lot of conversation and things that came out of it. A lot of talk of you know nationalism and Christian nationalism and the health or the unhealthiness unhealth- of that. Um, I think that we can certainly swing a lot of directions and go some extremes. Um, and I think you see, you, we do see the danger of, of nationalism. Um, and we see that play out even in scripture. And, uh, and then, you know, you see a lot of Christians wanting to kind of deconstruct Christianity and break it down to the point that it sort of dissolves and waters it down. And we see the dangers of that as well. Um, throughout the book of Kings, and we can take heed from that and learn from that and hopefully, you know, correct our course um, individually and in our hearts and then collectively as a country. And that does just remind me, I'll just throw that out there one more time. If y'all didn't hear in the first segment, we do have the National Day of Prayer coming up for San Antonio. Um, We will observe that um, by city proclamation. Thank you to the mayor We've had 10 mayors now in, for 35 years, 10 different mayors, official uh, order, uh, proclaim an official uh, National Day of Prayer for San Antonio and invite us as a city to come together in unified public prayer for our leaders um, citywide, nationwide. And so that will be Thursday, May 6th. It's at noon at Alam, uh, at Main Plaza. So 12 o'clock main plaza, if you get there a little early by 1130, we'll have a time of worship and praise. And then uh, the city proclamation at 12, followed by an hour of prayer. We'll have Bibles for people. To, um, so we'll hand out Bibles if anybody would like. We'll have a prayer tent and a, ta- a place for you to come if you would like to pray with somebody. Uh, also, First Baptist, uh, sorry, First Presbyterian Church downtown, which is the oldest Protestant church in the city. It was built. Uh, it was there at the, t- I believe, could be off by a couple of years, but um, I believe it was built in eighteen, just before the Alamo um, fell. And so it was there. It was the oldest Protestant church in the city. Anyway, they are having a prayer walk starting at 1030 that Thursday morning. And they will gather there and they will walk from First Presbyterian Church to Travis Park, praying all along the way. They'll have a little time of gathering and praying at Travis Park and then continue walking from Travis Park over to Main Plaza. And they'll get to Main Plaza by 1130. For the time of praise and worship, and then um, they will also be there to pray for that hour. So, if you'd like to join that prayer walk, uh, they would love to have you there. They're going to have shuttles. Also, you can either walk with them, or they will um, give you a ride by shuttle. And uh, we, I thought this was fun. You might like this, John. We just, I, I decided to dub that the uh, essay walk. Do you get it? Yeah, kind of right. DC talk, essay walk. Ah. <laughs> so if DC, now I'm with you. yes, if DC talks, well, essay walks. <laughs> so so uh, you can also find out a little bit more information about that at the um, First Presbyterian Church, their website, their Instagram, 
or at the ndpsanantonio.org website. There is a tab that will give you all the details of that. So that um, brings us back. We did not have anybody call about um, the answer to those questions. Um, so I think I'll go ahead and just throw those answers out there because I think that the second one is especially interesting. So the first answer to the question, John, John did you know these answers? The uh, Solomon and how did he determine who the true mother was of the baby? That No, this one you've got me on. Really? You never heard this one? <laughs> just kidding. Um, well, maybe it stood out to me because well, I don't know. So what he did is he ordered that the baby be cut in half, right? And then and that yes, sounds yes. Just, now, yeah, now, now you're now, now you're, you're in okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, he ordered that the baby be halved, and then um, the the both of the women. One of the women seemed to be fine with that. The other woman, you know, no, no, don't, don't kill the baby. Let her have, let the other woman have it. So she was obviously. And so Solomon said, yeah, then you must be the true, the mother, because no mother would ever want their baby to be killed. They would rather just it live and go to the, so he gave the baby to the woman that did not want the baby to be killed. And that's how he decided. Yeah, I guess that. Shows the wisdom there. Um, I always thought that was a little, I mean, what, what, who would, who, I always was just astounded by the woman that would actually think that was okay. Um, but that was, uh, yeah, that's the answer to that first one. So the second one, and this was from, let's see, so this is still in First Kings chapter 3. So what were the two great mistakes that Solomon made during his 40-year reign? And these mistakes led Israel to disaster and to division. Well, the first one was Solomon, and he was known for his many, many what? Many wives. <laughs> Yes, and so Solomon had a, he would marry to form alliances. He would, I'm sure, just marry for, oh, you know, power. And, <laughs> we can, fill, fill, in we can fill in the blanks on some of that, <laughs> yep, yeah. Yeah, and he was, uh, and these foreign wives brought in their different idols and their different ways to worship, and uh, Solomon had a divided heart, led to a divided country. The other thing was high taxation. So Solomon built all of these buildings, and it cost it cost money though. And it, so he would increase the taxes, increase the taxes, uh, and then finally, when he died and Rehoboam inherited, he continued those high taxes. And the northern kingdom rebelled against it. And ultimately, that is why they broke away, was taxation without representation. <laughs> without representation. <laughs> I've heard that one uh, before. Maybe the founders had, had heard that one before. Um, but, uh, yeah, so they, it was the high taxation is, is, is what caused them to break away. And it did not really, it, it didn't go well for them. It was uh, the 10 tribes, 10 tribes went uh, with Jeroboam, Jeroboam. So Rehoboam was in the southern, which was called Judah. The, so the two remaining were Judah. And then the 10 tribes that uh, broke away were under uh, Jeroboam. And that was Israel, called Israel. And the capital of Israel was Samaria. And uh, which is, I also think, just fascinating. So 
then when uh, Nineveh and Assyria conquered and destroyed uh, the northern kingdom, uh, of course, Samaria and all of, all of that fell to them. Uh, and then I just think it's an interesting thing that Jesus, you know, years and years later, um, kicked off his ministry in the region. It's no longer a city at this point, but in the region of Samaria, which uh, was that back in the time, though, that capital city of the northern tribes that broke away. And uh, it was a Samaritan woman that he met at the well and revealed himself to her as as the Messiah, the one. And she runs into the town and tells everybody that I met him. I met the one who knows me and told everything about me. And, uh, and then Jesus enters with the disciples and he begins his official ministry. Um, so anyway, that is, uh, you know, cut the years, years sooner. That was, um, it was taxation and the many wives. So we are down to, let's see how John, we've got about three minutes of today's program left. Yay. We made it through almost. We're almost there. Am I going to get a, I'm going to get a hand clap. Thanks, John. Well, if you are listening and if you hung in there, thank you all so much. Thank you for being, uh, for listening, being a part of the show for those that called in Franklin. I just appreciate you so much. And we'll be sure to, to tell dad about you calling. He actually heard and so uh, thank you for that. Shout out to him and those kind words. David, thank you so much for calling in. Thank you for voicing something that I'm sure we have all experienced and have, if not voiced out loud, have said to ourselves at times. And I just hope and pray that you were encouraged this evening. You are not alone. Uh, not only does the God of the universe care and he hears you and he came and he is for you. Um but he's, his people are here and with you as well. And we are unified in our um, just love and support of one another and our ultimate desire to see uh, death and separation and oppression, to see that conquered once and for all. And someday it, it will be. He is, as dad always says, calling out a people for himself and, uh, and, We'll get to celebrate that uh, eventually for all of eternity. And every now and then we get a little glimpse of that here on this earth. And I hope that our conversation was a little taste of of that and just uh, the encouragement and the love and the support that we can give one another on this old journey um, is a little taste of that, of that divine conversation that will uh, that happen. I always think of that uh, in the garden, right? I come to the garden alone where the dew is still still on the roses and he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own. And the voice I hear is on my ear. Um, I'm, so, I'm getting it all confused. If I don't sing it, it's hard to, but uh, that is the, the joy that we can experience is just keep that conversation, keep listening for his voice, read his word, join us this week, thebiblelive.com. Um, and let's listen to some of the Psalms and We'll finish out the first uh, first Kings, and we'll start into Second Kings, and hear His words spoken. Hear of um, the stories of the men and women who were following Him um, years and years ago, thousands of years ago, and uh, and how He worked through them. 
um, the good times and the bad times to ultimately bring uh, his son. Uh, all right. Wonderful. You all have a wonderful evening. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back here next week with Soapy. And until then, God bless you and good night. The Bible Live is dedicated to helping restore the Bible to our culture. Mailing address is P.O. Box 18888. That's Box 18888. San Antonio, Texas 78218. Hear the entire Bible every year on The Bible Live, weeknights at 930 on this great station. Then join Soapy every Sunday evening at 9 o'clock for fun, inspiration, and valuable prizes on The The Bible Bible Live Quiz Show. Visit our website, BibleLive.com. That's BibleLive.com for more information about Soapy and The Bible Live broadcast. You may also order materials at the website and make tax-deductible donations to help minister to our military personnel and broadcast the entire Bible every year to America and the world.